I give presentations or lectures about this topic, that's the first question people ask. Is AI going to take over? And we have all kinds of jokes to answer that question, but it is a serious question that's created serious anxiety in some people because the only model they have is the Hollywood model, basically, of the science fiction model of robots taking over, going wild, not, not behaving as expecting, etc. It's not just a question of a replacement. It's an unwanted replacement. And talking about that, that brings all kinds of topics, of issues about ethics. What is ethical AI? Not just in terms of the single system, how a single system should behave, fed by the knowledge that we feed it, as you mentioned, Mike, but also, generally speaking, for society. There are some major ethical questions about the design of AI, the introduction of AI, and frankly, the proliferation of AI. Can you comment on the one that worries you the most right now? So for me, it's that social disruption of the wide-scale introduction of AI into a, a certain industry. You know, there are going to be some industries where AI is going to do the job that a lot of people currently do. And that's going to be a real challenge. To me, that's the thing that concerns me most in the near term, you know, next 10 or 20 years when I think about AI. We have the legends of John Henry, right? Some guy who, you know, really good at hammering a spike into rock, right? And a machine came in and and took his job away. That's deep in our folklore. Who is the John Henry of the AI world? So even at the societal level, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to provide a disruption. Fred, Greg, any other ethical worries? I think it's far too early to worry about ethics, frankly. Cases about biased data sets and so forth that we're concerned about with judging people in terms of their credit or their ability to graduate from college, et cetera, et cetera. I think those are easy things to solve, but honestly... We're still trying to get these systems to work, basically, without any ethical constraints. And I feel like we're in the Wright Brothers at Kitty Hawk's stage when someone would tap them on the shoulder and say, so what do you think about incendiary bombing of Tokyo and what your technology is going to afford in the future? Maybe you should get out of this business. I think we're just at the very beginning. And I'm concerned, frankly, from the DOD standpoint of because there's a lot of people working on this problem right now. In fact, it's, it's the policy wonks in DOD that are trying to drive the train of the technologists. I think that's an interesting situation for DOD, frankly. Over. But Greg, I don't know if it's just DOD. You're on alma mater. I'm going to out you here as an MIT graduate. There is a the relatively new school of computing at MIT, which is different from the school of engineering has an entire department, actually, an associate dean responsible for societal and ethical consequences of computing in general, let alone AI. And they are teaching the new engineers, the new people coming out of that school about that. They have to take those courses in ethics and societal implications. You're saying the worry is way too academic at this point. Let's just build first and worry about that later. I'm an engineer, so I would build first and see what the capabilities are and then worry about how you control these systems. I just think we're so early on. It's true. Engineers never were given those ethics courses, right? It's just mostly in the business school. I don't know what to say on this. I just think we're tying our hands way too early. I knew that if I bring MIT to the table, you'll listen to me. 
All right, <laughs> Fred. I'll answer it slightly differently. Again, relying on maybe more of a future vision. So Greg makes an interesting point that you know right now the kinds of problems we're facing may be different than the ones we will ultimately face. What I think about is that every AI, before it gets its training data, is effectively, depending on the kind of AI we're talking about, so I should say it that way, depending on the kind of AI we're talking about, an AI starts as an infant. You know, that is, it has the ability to detect patterns. And in a sense, I don't know if that AI has ethics at that point in time. But what I worry about more is that we need to think about what it will learn as it starts to grow from being its infant AI into its adult AI, right? And we know that humans, many, don't get all the way to where we might want them to be on an ethical scale. And so I think that this is, in some ways, a developmental question. And what I really worry about more than anything is that we think about an AI this way, the AI is, in some ways, can be a mirror of humans, And when we see the AI as a mirror of us, we may not like some of what it is we see that that AI learns. And so the way I'd answer your question is I worry about ethics, and I think we have to worry about it now. But really, it's not just an engineering question. It's a learning question. And that puts it in the realm of what I would call developmental science. I'm glad you brought that point because... I wanted to ask the question from the perspective of a dynamic system. In a sense, you're looking at a loop that is over the lifetime almost of the AI. And this is where we start bifurcating from the traditional human-machine interaction, human-machine collaboration. When there is that intelligence that absorbs data, observes the human, it's designed to support, and as a result, changes and evolve and perhaps develop a new level of competency, maybe even knowledge about the world. What can we do today, especially as we look into the future, perhaps not with today's system that don't have perhaps that level of sophistication, one, to guarantee that the patient doesn't go into directions that are not under the control of, of us, on the one hand. On the other hand, that we continue to co-evolve with the system, with the AI system. I want to take your developmental or your infant development analogy a step further in the sense that in the future, we're going to have perhaps an AI sitting on our desk or multiple AIs augmenting our work, and we're going to grow with them. What are some of the issues there that we should keep in mind? Yeah, interesting point. I'll tell you what I think in a second, but let me ask you a question. So you have a couple of children, and they are intelligent entities who are evolving you don't fully have control of. So what do you do? What are you doing? You love them and you nurture them. (laughs) And you trust trust them. Yes, Uh, yes. But I'm using those terms very carefully because first it's true, but also what's the equivalent, again, for that other type of intelligence? Well, I love the answer you gave. So you started with that you love them. And at the risk of getting, you know, too crazy here, Sorry, like we can think about what it might mean to, quote unquote, love your AI. I'm taking that to an extreme, but let's run with it for a moment, because what I'm suggesting is that let's say you want an AI to learn to become an entity that operates with ethics. Part of the way that will happen is through social learning. 
and it will be watching you, it's human, in terms of how you behave. And it will be learning ethics, in a sense, based on that relationship. So the fact that you might treat your children with love and respect and empathy, even though within the AI world, we need to think about what love and empathy and respect is, I would argue that there will be correlates that will help us develop that AI in much the same way that we try to help our children develop. And the thing is that, you know, that's hard too. Sometimes development's a little bit wonky. Things happen in funny ways, go in different unexpected directions. But, you know, you try to support and interject and control in different ways over time. You made me think about a bunch of things right now, but I'm curious to see Greg's and Mike's reaction to this developmental technology (laughs) (laughs) approach. Greg, you're the no-kidding Ben Metal Engineer here. Yeah. So I have a couple of issues. And I think Fred is right conceptually, but practically, we're not in the same space to build systems like that. We have AI systems that need a million instances to learn something. And we as humans, we learn with two instances, maybe, as two-year-olds. So there's a huge difference there. There's no causality in these things. They're not building causal models. These are perceptual models that are pattern recognition, optimizing over a cost function that someone told them, I want you to recognize cars or bicycles or whatever it is. And certainly not to be empathetic with your human teammate. And we don't even know how to build a metric like that. And then, by the way, if I need to do a million instances Danielle, I'm sure you'd be really happy to sit down for a million instances and say, well, that really hurt my feelings or that doesn't seem ethical to me or whatever. We don't know how to do that. Honestly, I worry about this deep learning neural net paradigm that everybody is building on going into yet another expert system like dead end that we saw in the 80s that really doesn't get to intelligence or teammate or all those things. I think causality, building up mental models of myself, of the world, of you is really fundamental to being a good teammate and addressing these other issues that Fred's talking about. Over. Thank you, Greg. Mike, you want to chime in on this issue? I think Fred brings up a super interesting point that I'm going to take in a slightly different context. Most tools, you build the tool and then you use the tool. And there's a clean point where you, you know, you finish building the tool and from then on, you're not Continuing to build the tool, you're using the tool. A child, right? You don't build a child and at some point you say, okay, this kid is built. Now, you know, they're going to go. You're always, and they're always developing, learning, growing. And Danielle, exactly what you said, right? You love them, you mentor them, you develop them. And, you know, sometimes you let them make mistakes, even if you know it's going to be a mistake, right? And the reason you do that is, you know, your job as a parent is not to make sure your child always makes the best decision. Your job as a parent is to create a positive, valuable person out in the world. And sometimes letting them make mistakes so they can learn, even though in the right now, it might be the wrong thing. In the ultimate goal, it's the right thing. And so AI, especially AI that learns, raises an interesting question, right? Is this something we're going to build? And then at some point, it's going to stop learning. And after that, we're going to use it. Or do we want AI systems that are continuously learning and growing like children do? And I think, you know, making a decision about that is going to be really important 
to determine how we should think about these systems. 